Welcome to Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young. If you're looking for something more, something different, something better, this is your opportunity. Over the next hour, we'll talk about inspiration for personal and professional success. Now, here is your host, Dr. Barbara Young. Well, hello, and I want to give a big shout out to my international, national, and local listeners. This is April, the month that we have devoted to celebrating financial wellness, and we've invited a number of guest experts who have shared all aspects of financial health and wellness. So today, I'm excited because we have a person in the studio with me today who's going to talk about managing your finances and how she, after a tragic, tragic loss, learned how to manage her finances. So in essence, how a financial crisis changed my life. This is a compelling story. So I want you to call your friends, share everybody, or you can download the show later, but you've got to listen to this show. You know, what I have learned, and I'm going to make this statement because it is so true, managing your finances is an integral part of life. And many of us have had limited training in how to acquire wealth, how, moreover, how to use a budget, and many people I know in the United States and maybe other countries live from paycheck to paycheck. So, again, today in my studio is Miss Peggy Buck, who's a financial consultant and founder of Prosperity 101. So, she's going to share her transformational journey from this tragic financial crisis to where she is today, empowering people with the financial acumen and ability to create wealth. So she's going to jumpstart your path to greater financial freedom because she shares all of these nuggets as she's teaching people today that you're walking in more prosperity and success if you use the wisdom principles she learned and she is using. So you can call in the show at one 346 9141 I'm going to repeat that. That's one 888 346-9141. If you have questions of Miss Buck. Now, I have heard uh, Peggy, and I've had her on the show before. I heard her at uh, various workshops, and she's appeared on the show before as a guest, and she was so dynamic and made this topic so relevant to the listeners that I had to have her back. So, welcome back, my friend, Peggy. Thank you for coming back oh. on the show. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Barbara. Thank you for having me. I appreciate that. Well, you know, it's so interesting that when I first met you, that your name was, your last name was Buck, you know, Peggy Buck. <laughs> yes. And, and people it's, start, you know, they think of money as, give me some bucks, you know, and so here we are. And my last name is is Young. So I found that really interesting that we both have names that sort of are synonymous with what we do, because people always ask me, you know, you're Young Barbara, that's interesting, and you're Peggy Buck. Well, Peggy, uh, it is so interesting, again, to have you on the show. And for the listeners out there, Peggy uh, went through what many of us in this country and other countries have gone through, and that's a divorce. And after the loss, what I call loss of a divorce, when you've been married for a period of years, and she had three children, you really don't see things coming. We go through life. We never know what's going to be turning the corner. 
And sometimes what is going to be around the corner is something we never expected. So it could be a loss of a husband, a loss of a child, and, and, and I always think of divorce as a loss. So Peggy, after a divorce, living a very good life, I would say more than a good life, where she could use her checkbook, I call it like a coin purse, and shop and do all travel and just had a life of what we would call a little bit of luxury. What happens when all of that is away? And you've got three children to support. So in the middle of a crisis where there she is now having to support three children on an income loss, of course, and then sometime having to really be in a line asking for food or going to the church and asking for food. And today, Peggy turned her life around and is today teaching Financial Prosperity 101. So Peggy, I think the topic of financial of financial management is so difficult for many people to tackle. It's a difficult subject. And I'm just kind of going back to when credit cards became accessible and, you know, people really didn't use them. And now today, it's really hard to live without a credit card. So one of the things I want to first just share, uh, how did you, you know, handle this situation? What were you doing? Here you are at the depths of despair with little money, three kids to support and yourself. So just share, how did you learn and what did you do? Well, I first, I will tell you, after I came out of shock, um, and we talk about depression and things like that a lot more now, but I've been thinking that case, just a heavy cloud over me, and, mm-hmm. and how, do I, how did I get myself into this? How do I get myself out? Um, I didn't stay in the place of how did I get myself into this that long, only because I had three mouths to feed, and I had to figure out what were we going to do. And um, I think the basic thing is we don't have the even basic tools on how do we get out. It's not that you don't want to get out, but how do we get out? And so I had to just kind of sit and do a process of my own, just how much is coming in and how much needs to go out. And in that case, I went from... Like you said, the divorce with little money to literally no money because even the job I had was ripped from under me. And that's how I got to standing in the food pantry line to feed my children, um, doing odd jobs and multiple jobs to bring in whatever I needed. But I, And even in that case, working five different small jobs, I still didn't have enough for what I needed to run my household. So it just gave me a really big jolt and shake that I needed to get this thing together and I needed to get get it together quick. Well, you know, uh, a, lot, a lot of people have gone through experiences like that. And a lot of times, Peggy, they don't come out of it. But here, I mean, here today, you are teaching a course called Prosperity 101. So uh, how did you do this? You didn't do it by yourself. How did you find a way out of what we would say no way? Well, um, during that time as well was when the time that the Lord was calling me to Him. So Mm -hmm. that I know was my strength, hearing the Word and the promises of God Mm -hmm. and um, studying that. But I didn't stop there. I went back home and did the work. And again, it was as simple as how much do I need and how much do I have? And I learned being under... um, uh, being in the Word and listening to it on Wednesdays for Bible studies, Sundays for um, for church. Those were the times that I was refueled, that um, 
I was just refueled that I'm not giving up. This word says that these are my promises. I'm standing on the word and this promise. I have nothing else to go with at this point. This has got to work. And so, but I also know that I have to do the work. So literally, in most cases, I believe, if you don't have to look at your finances and you know you're not doing really well with it anyway, but you can just kind of push it to the side, we won't do that. But when you are forced to do it, and then when you have the resilience that I will win, I won't lose, I have to because these children have to have a roof over their head, foods in their mouth, clothes on their back. I have to make this work, but also knowing um, as a newfound believer that I wasn't doing it myself, that the Lord was providing to me. Um, I knew I, that I could get through anything, but I did have to put my work in it. So I had to decide why well, the money that was coming in, I'm not going to spend it on frivolous things like I used to, but I will pinch every penny, make accountability for every dime that comes in. Where is it supposed to go? And I literally built a, um, a process and a strategy and a blueprint for my money. This is what I need when it comes in. Where is it going? And I did that before the money came in. Now, Peggy, were you a churchgoer before all of this happened? I was not a churchgoer, but I'm telling you, after this happened, <laughs> I haven't come out. <laughs> well, you know, there are some it things. Made me you know. a complete believer. But the other thing I will tell you as well, because I wasn't, that also is part of his plan. Because I wasn't, the attacks and the voices that I heard, all of them were, look at the foolishness that you did. Look how you lived your life. Look, this, is, this isn't this is helping you. When you weren't in there, you at least had more. Now you have nothing. So, yeah, um, it all worked for God's glory because the more I just read the word and drowned and spoke back his word to those voices, um, and then again, I had to do my work. That's the piece that I think is missing a lot of places. I just had to do my work and not give up. Um, Now, literally, my passion is to uncover the lies of the enemy because I cried so much, because I heard it so much, yes. and now I'm a living witness that yes. that is a lie and the word is true. And so that's my that's my passion for moving forward in this. I have another question, too, because um, in some of the research that I've done, and I'm sure you've done a bit of this, too, I have gone back and um, looked at uh, how actually your, your money and your acquisition of money uh, is tied to your physical health as well. We all know that, yeah. but uh, or we, most of us do. But then I also did a link back to childhood and how we were uh, acculturated, I would say, to money. Uh, and I'll use the example in my own household. Uh, it was, uh, you know, the statement, do you think money grows on trees? When, when you would ask for something, you know, my mom would say, do you think money grows on trees? And it was like this, this, this notion of the money and that the root of it, a lot of it comes from our experiences in childhood as to how we react to money or how we don't react to uh, acquiring money. So that's why I'm asking that question. What can you say from your childhood experiences uh, in, in the family, the reaction that may have built some of your attitudes towards wealth or money? Just put it that way. Well, actually, um, even with the divorce, the reason that the bomb fell out and I had such a struggle with recovering 
financially was because I was never taught it from the beginning. Okay. So I didn't even start with the divorce. It was the calamity and everything, the tsunami that came in at the time of the divorce really was because I didn't have a firm foundation in the beginning. So I'm a young lady from the south side of Chicago that grew up with seven people in a two-bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't have money, but we didn't know that we were poor either, so I wouldn't even say that. Um, but my parents didn't teach finances. They literally, and if you know this term, robbed Peter to pay Paul. Worked. My dad worked two jobs. My mom worked one. I think they could have worked less if they knew how to manage their money. And so um, that is the reason that I went forward in my life, to get an education and to have the money. But even though I had the money, I did not know how to be a good steward of it. I did not know money management, and I literally was not friends with money. I didn't know that it was a resource and a tool. I just used it to fill, um, to spend however I wanted to spend recklessly. And that's so true. And I'm glad you mentioned that because for the for many of the listeners that uh, a lot of the um, the attitude uh, and the learnings towards how to manage your finances comes from the, uh, the family, comes from what you learn as a child. And so these are some of the keys, I think, that we're missing with many of us and a lot of people uh, not knowing how to manage, how to budget, how to manage your finances. Because we never saw, I never saw that the lights were paid. I, I never knew. I just knew that we had lights. I just knew that we had electricity. You know, I knew we had running water, but I didn't know how those things got paid. And then when I had to take responsibility later on, I didn't have a clue. So I had a similar experience as you did. But Peggy, do you believe that people have to hit rock bottom before they learn? (laughs) Not if you use wisdom. It really is about do you have a teachable spirit? Will you be able to sit and will you um, also be transparent with yourself? Not even a – first you have to be transparent with yourself and identify that, okay, I can do better at this. I may be doing okay. It may be okay right now, but am I maximizing this time? Am I maximizing the potentials and the opportunities that come forth for me? Um, and so I think you have to be open with yourself with that first and then begin to seek out. I didn't have anybody, one, that looked like me that did this. I didn't have anybody that I knew that was teaching anything like this. Um, mm-hmm. And I did not have the money to go take classes. So, But what I did have was to be a, a the ability to get certain books, and I just read up on those experts, and I basically just took parts of what worked for me and what connected in my brain on bringing me out of this thing, and I put it all together to make it my own. Um, So, yeah, I just think we have to be honest with our own self. I don't say that there's any person on this earth that wants to fail. We just don't have simple tools, and Mm -hmm. then we get... um, You know, we don't want to ask the questions, and we get intimidated by they know this and I don't. But the only way you learn it is if you will humble yourself and you will seek that help, and and you can learn. In your teachings and classes, uh, what have you learned are many individuals' biggest problems with money? Uh, I would say the first thing is I don't need a budget because I have a job. Or I can't create a budget because I don't have a job. Um, Just the thinking of that they have options. There's always options. 
Um, The other thing I would say is just not being a manager and accountable, not being accountable to yourself, not being disciplined in your finances. That's what I would say that I see the most, lack of accountability and discipline. Do you? But you now it gets into another uh, area, Peggy. That I know uh, we are bombarded today with so many things in the media of all of the perks, all the advertisements that you know promote buying. Everything is about purchasing. Even you know the medical profession, you know medicines. Everything's about purchasing. Do you think that has something to do with just the 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 mindset? I do totally, and also right now and during this time, we compare ourselves too much. So much social media, and we're looking. Everywhere we look, Mm -hmm. we're looking at something that we think is better than us, and we don't recognize that we are individuals in our own right. There is nobody else like me. There will be nobody else like me. Nobody can do it like I can do it. So why am I trying to mimic and duplicate something else where I see someone else? No, well, you are- and so we, we use our money then to shop and to do other things so that we look good on the outside, but literally we're dying really on the inside. We're not living. And you talked about something else that I will touch on as well as far as health and how it affects your health. When you have okay. your money in order... Can I stop you there? Because you know what? We're going to have to take a break, and I really want to get into that, how it affects your health. So we're going to be right back with Peggy Buck, and we've got a lot more to share, so stay tuned, because we're going to be right back. Thank you. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Moving forward can be difficult to do sometimes. There is always something going on. Many times, nobody else knows exactly what you're going through. If you are experiencing pain or loss, even something that is unexplained that is missing in your life, you'll want to tune into Go For It with host Joe Hausman. Joe and her guests will show you laughter and love. Sometimes you just need something a little positive in your week. Make that spot Tuesday mornings at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Empowerment. Please join Dr. Sarah, a.k.a. Dr. Red, on an amazing journey of love, soul, abundance, compassion, and authenticity. Dr. Red is a well-renowned healer, hypnotherapist, author, and speaker who has overcome personal challenges to emerge stronger than ever before to reach out to you and heal you emotionally, mentally, and spiritually for the most informative and enriching experience filled with unbridled laughter and insights on life, health, culture, and society. Tune in to Dr. Red's. Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Hi, and welcome back to my show today with 
Miss Peggy Buck, who is sharing about how a financial crisis changed her life and how today she is the founder, financial consultant, and founder of Prosperity 101. And Peggy, I am indeed so happy to have you on the show today. And when we went on to break, you were going to talk about the correlation between financial wellness and health and how that's so related. So thank you for sharing that. All righty. You wanted to expound on that. So we, when I, when I think about that as well, we think about um, stressors and things that happen, and a lot of times they are, in most cases it is because of money. One, because we spend money every day. Whether you believe that or not, you are spending money every day to eat, to lit, have a roof over your head. And so even if you don't actually exchange money every day, you literally mm-hmm. do in things like rent being prorated, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we do not have our finances in order, it's always in the back of our mind of how will I pay my rent? Do I have enough money for food? Even if you don't have that and you do have money to um, supply needs like that, you also are thinking about as you get older, what about my retirement? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Those things bring stress on, and it is directly tied to stress. Um, the lack of money and, and not having it in order is directly tied to stress. That stress affects your body. That, that stress also causes you more money because now you have to go to the doctor. Now you're on medication. But we're not supposed to live like that. We're supposed to live our best life, mm-hmm. we're supposed to live in abundance, and and not and without without stress. I'm not saying that you don't have stress and things and life happens to you, but mm-hmm. it shouldn't be consistent like that every day. And the more we're able to put a firm foundation specifically with money because it's tied to everything, the the more people we are and the more we do live that abundant life. Well, you know, it's really interesting that you share this because uh, I, I know that there are so many myths out there about money and what do people really need. So I want you to sort of share because it's you have been so successful in this. And when I think about you, you know, and how God has turned your life around, and I always believe you can't give what you don't have. So you've experienced, you know, going without, being in a bread line and, and coming to the point where you are now able to talk to people about budgeting and managing your finances. So what are some of the myths that that people have about money and budgeting? Can you share a few of those and sort of elaborate? A few things that I, that I hear a lot is most mm-hmm. people think if they have a steady income coming in, they don't need to create a budget. So, yes, I have the money coming in, but I'm really not being a good steward of it. I'm not maximizing it, and, and I'm not sp- being effective in my spending plan because I literally don't know where it's going. If I asked a few questions um, to them about how much they spend per month on food, um, things like rent and things like that, they can call that out. But how much mm-hmm. are you spending on food? What about entertainment and dining out? What about closing? They can't answer things like that. And if you are a person of wealth, you can answer and know a lot of these questions, and you actually need to know because someone else will be managing your money, and if you don't know how to manage it, mm-hmm. you can't mm-hmm. manage them as they manage your money. So I think that's important as well. Um, some of the questions or, or some of the myths is I, um, 
Mm-hmm. I don't need a budget. I just need to pay off my long-term debt. I just need to get my credit cards paid down. I just want to be debt-free. But then you have to start from the beginning, which is a firm foundation. How much are you spending per month? And it literally, I can help you, and that's part of our program, is to put together a strategy to eliminate debt. But if I do that and we don't fix the root cause of why you spend the way you spend, you'll be back in debt again. Um, yeah, those okay. are some of the main ones that I see. Oh, and one last one, I don't really have enough to budget. There is. Wow. Wow. You have to know how much you need. So if I have zero, and Dr. Barbara, I was there with zero. I was there with zero with an MBA, three children, a house that went into foreclosure three times, and I had zero. But I had to figure out how much I needed. And once I worked that plan and was obedient and sat down and did my work, that house is now an investment property, and now my mind has expanded more of buying more properties to do the same thing, to bless people to be in, no, in nice homes. You know, I, I mean, I, I just admire you so much, and, and that's why I wanted to have you back to share your story, that you can turn things around, but it takes work, uh, and it takes having a budget and managing finances. And I just recently uh, talked with my banker, and because I had shared this, and I was like, that um, on a, one of the other shows, it was pointed out by one of the individual's guests that this is for the United States. We're not talking about other countries, but that many, most of the people, households in the United States do not have $400 in their savings accounts. They don't no, have they 400 don't. And they are like one paycheck away from being on the street. Well, I did a survey some years ago when I was in, uh, in a major uh, corporation and I talked to people because we all were uh, served at the pleasure of. And it was like uh, I could be terminated and I had no recourse. Um, and so it was in a corporate setting, but it was a university setting. So I went around, I don't know, something had to go around and I was taking inventory and asking people to be honest. If Since we serve at the pleasure of, what happens if you would lose your job? How long could you be able to stay afloat? I had one person out of 10 I interviewed, he said three months. Because he said, I save. But most of the people said one month. So we see as a result of that when the federal government, when the government workers were not able to be, you know, they were laid off, so to speak, how many of them ended up having to seek for food and find other ways and other means to exist? Only a few people were able. So I think that's a sad testimony in a sense of, of, of where we are as a nation. And people. So we really need people like you to be talking about and talking and having courses to help people know why do I need a budget and how much do I need everyone. The, the other question um, I want to ask you is because there are many Christians, many believers who pay tithes. The question always is, I have heard. Do I pay tithes, which is 10% of your salary, based on the gross versus the net? How do I know the difference? Well, um, I teach that in the course as well, in the workshop Mm -hmm. as well. Um, Your gross is before taxes. Mm -hmm. Your net is after taxes. Your net is what you take home. My belief and what I have always done is paid my tithe off of gross, which mm-hmm. is before taxes, which I'm basically putting God first okay. before. Now, I okay. may get the net, 
but I look on my page stub and see what was it that I actually made, and right. I and I pay ten percent of that. Okay, so it's a it's a belief system. To for me, I guess you would say it's a belief system of if you believing in God and believe that He is first. Yes. Okay. And that, that's the difference. So you're not telling people what to do. You're telling them what you believe and your belief system is you put God first. And that's before taxes. You pay 10% of the gross. Okay. Now, uh, one of the other questions, too, is how much do I really, I mean, how much do a per- does a person really need to have in savings and an emergency fund? Because are they the same or are they different? You got a savings and then you have an emergency fund. Are they both the same? I'm glad you came back to that because thinking of the um, government shutdown and the federal workers, mm-hmm. um, that because they didn't have enough was because so that was the reason that so many of them needed um, additional to either get to another job they were doing Ubers and other other work. Um, but that is the reason because they didn't have it put to the side. So the two differences that I see as far as emergency and savings mm-hmm. is. Emergency is for situations like that. Anything that comes up, maybe I've got a flat tire, maybe I'm laid off. And that is also the reason that you need to know how much you need to run your household every month. So you need to save three, six, nine, you can even go up to 12 months of money put to the side for whatever strategy tragedy happens in your life. You're able to sustain yourself, think clearly, keep yourself on your feet, and get, and get on to life. Um, the, okay. the savings, I would say, is what you want to save just to have. Um, you can save for different projects. You can save for different vacations. I believe in things like that and budgeting that out. But just the savings is basically your backup even to your emergency. For example, if mm-hmm. I have an emergency and I ask people in the workshop, what's your biggest, if you want a number, what's your biggest emergency that can happen in your life? And whatever that number is, that's where Uh you're trying to cap to. So if that budget, if that emergency is $5,000, then I would say you need $5,000 in emergency. But at the same time, you're also saving in a savings account. And so if, in fact, the emergency ends up being $7,000, you have the emergency fund of 5000 and then you've got a backup from the savings to pull from that. Okay. You have to learn how to have strategies to live life. Not that things won't happen, but when it happens, it won't overtake you. Okay. I just had a, I had a question, too, because uh, this is a good point. Um, about savings, and I, I drew a chart because I take notes usually when I'm talking to guests, and so I drew a chart, and I have savings down, I have emergency. So I said, even if you had um, $100 to go on your savings and $100 in your emergency, in 12 months, you look, you look up at what you have in a savings and your emergency, and it builds. Because what do you advocate that saving is a habit? Yes, I do advocate that, and actually I'll go, um, I'll tell you the process that I teach. I Uh teach God first, that's why I give all my growth in Uh tithes and in offerings, Uh because I need to give to Him first, and then He's also given to me so that I can give uh, to someone less fortunate, Uh or to my church, or to an organization that is helping someone that is less fortunate. So God first, 
myself second, and then my expenses. So God first, myself second, and so uh-huh. I'm giving myself $100 in savings, $100 in emergency. Now, whatever I have left over that comes into my household per, in that month, I have to make it work with all with my creditors, with everything else, that, all my other expenses, everything else that I have to spend. I encourage uh-huh. people to think that they are the CEOs of their life. How are you running your business? If somebody had to look at this on paper, what would your business, your name, Dr. Uh-huh. Barbara Young, you're the CEO of Dr. Barbara Young, what does that look like on paper? Because as we spend money on expenses of entertainment and dining out and, and just other different things that we're spending, we're building someone else's company, but we have to stop and build our own. Yeah, and you make a good point, Peggy. You do. Uh, but you get into something else, and I know this comes up. It's about what you value. Um, the values get into place. How do you handle that when you're dealing with your clients or people in your uh, Prosperity 101 about values? Because if I value my clothes or value getting my nails and my hair done or, or, you know, and hair weaves, they've got all kinds of things nowadays that, that I value that. So I'm putting, instead of paying my bills or paying myself, I'm putting it in my nails, my hair, my pedicure, and all of this. So how do you, how do you handle changing that attitude? Because it's a value. You, you go back to, I look wealthy, but I'm actually poor. And I don't <laughs> take it into um, condemnation or blaming. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. if you don't know, you don't know. I didn't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And that was some of what happened to me. I spent everywhere. We talked about, and you mentioned me spending, literally yes. my income was the discretionary income for my household. That is the most dysfunctional you can ever be. How do you take a whole <laughs> salary and that's all you guys do is just spend it? So you look one way, but literally on paper, you're poor. You're not wealthy. You look wealthy, but you're not wealthy. So I take it with exercises of, Pull three months of your bank statements, look in and calculate where all your money is going, and then look at your budget and how much you have in savings and emergency. So do you want to keep letting it bleed out and spending it and um, promoting others, or do we want to get down to the brass knuckles of this thing and start shifting that money that's going out on clothes and on hair and mm-hmm. in other areas that are literally wants, not needs, and do we want to shift that into your household? I will tell you what, what happened with the government um, shutdown. Mm-hmm. That was a real big wake-up. And those I guess that it was. to wake up from that, I'm sure, are doing better at this time. I'm sure it might have been a big wake-up not only for government workers, but maybe other people as well. I, I mean, I should hope that it was uh, a wake-up for people to realize that I need to be looking more cautiously in terms of what happens if... I, we have a shutdown, whether it's a corporation or even if it's your private business and all of a sudden it has a turn where people aren't bringing in uh, the money that you need to operate your business. So uh, I hope it was a big, you know, and that's why this month was so important for me to really talk about health and talk about financial wellness. You have done a, a lot of great work um, uh, Peggy. One of, one of the things that I'm curious about too is that how about people who are stingy 
uh, because they grew up without. I mean, they're penny pitchers, and they're they're, they're they're these are not people who are spendthrifts. These are the penny pitchers, penny pinchers. How do you deal with them? I'm sure you've had some, maybe, hopefully, in your classes. Yes, I have, and actually, it's. Um, I look at that as you putting your money, your trust in your money. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. as we talk about spending, you don't want to be on one end where you're spending everything, but you don't want to be on the other end where you're saving. So mm-hmm. life and life more abundantly and living your best life is about having balance. You work and you play. You have balance with it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. all of these things where it comes to money, it is money, but it's what you do with it, how you spend it. That will tell you your personality and what's going on on the inside. So mm-hmm. when I spent a lot, I spent a lot trying to um, comfort myself with clothes, with shoes, mm-hmm. with trips. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I comforted myself and I didn't address the root problem of what's going on. Now, I can go and spend the money, but because I've addressed the root problem of what was going on in my life, I don't have to and I don't choose to. I choose to use my money other ways. If you have money that you are holding on to it, that Mm -hmm. literally is also lack as well because even though you have the money, one, it's not your savior. It's not going to stop you from getting sick. It's not going to stop life from happening to you. And I find in life sometimes we learn lessons the hard way sometimes, and the, the lesson that you may learn may cost you more than what you even have that you are holding on to. So you have to go to the root of that, of why do you think that you have to hold on to money like that, and that's that's not healthy. So even when we talked about healthy and stress, you're also talking about what's happening with your mind. So as a man thinketh, so is he. I may have the money, but I really am still poor because I'm holding on to it, um, waiting for that emergency to come up. But that's not a way to live. And you, you literally are existing and not living. Yeah, so you're either on one end or the other. Even doing and beginning a budget, that budget is going to uncover a lot of things that you looked away from. I believe we knew, but we looked away from it. And um, it really makes you address a lot of situations in your life, a lot of reasons of why you have those different behaviors, but um, if you will, whether you went through Prosperity 101 or just taught yourself on your own or just read up on your own as I did, it makes uh-huh. you have knowledge and respect for money, and um, it helps you to change um, your spending habits to um, healthy spending habits when it comes to money. That's great. Well, you know what? We're going to take a quick break, Peggy. We're going to be right back, and we're going to talk about a little bit more about financial management and how to create that budget. Okay, thank you, listeners. We'll be right back. on Facebook, along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. If you've always wanted to take the lead in your life, but you don't believe you are a leader... 
that it's time to change that mindset. Leadership expert Linda Patton will help you discover the powerful leader that lives within and teach you the leadership skills that will transform your business and your life. Stepping into your leadership brings reality to your vision, and leadership can be learned. Find out more on Leadership Stars every Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. This is Transformation for Success. To reach Dr. Barbara Young or today's guest, please call into the program at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at transformationforsuccess.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, hi there, and welcome back to my interview today with Miss Peggy Buck. And Peggy is a sales and marketing professional in the greater Los Angeles area. And I really didn't share that, but she is, and she is still working, and she is still doing great teaching her Prosperity 101 consulting clients on the use of money. And so basically, I want to thank you, Peggy, for waxing eloquently, because this is illuminating, not only to my listeners, I know it is to me, I got my charts and all my notes. (laughs) But one of the things that you were sharing about, uh, as we went on break about the tie in again, to financial wellness and health, one of the things that I wanted to, to a burning question was about the energy of money. So tell me a little bit about the energy of money. I think you can have, I think it's, it is it is both ways. You either are, and we were talking about that before the break, you either feel like you um, don't have enough, and that's pretty draining, but you also can feel, and I feel this after, um, and I know that a lot of my um, students do and my clients do as well, after you get everything in order, you see your way through, and we talked about it with having an actual budget for your monthly expenses, but it even goes further than that. What have you mm-hmm. ever dreamed about going, places to go and things to do, and you've got this project that you want to work on, and you've got this business that you want to start, but you never get to that positive energy with that unless you put things in order in your monthly budget and just begin to learn basic budgeting tools. Why am I spending money the way that I'm spending? Um, addressing underlining issues that make you um, uh, have unhealthy spending habits. Once you clear all of that way out, it's almost like you have a, a, a free a freeway with nobody on it but you, and you can go as fast as you'd like to go because then your your mind starts going into what we call the what if. Well, what about uh-huh. this? And maybe I want to start this business. But I, I would also say as well, even if you have a business, and we sometimes think I don't need a basic budget for my household, but I want to start this project or start this business, every single thing that we do has a financial component to it. But finances is the least thing that we go to work on. And so 
um, even in some of the courses, I have courses for business budgets and, and things like that. But you first have to get your finances in order. Once you get that in order, it's like your whole world opens up. And I teach how to, if this is a trip you want to take, you can do it. You may not be able to do it next month, but you'd be able to do it in six months. And before, when you weren't using a budget, when you didn't learn and have those tools, you didn't even see a way of how to take that trip that you want to take. Well, you know, right now, um, uh, one of the things that you brought out about this is everything you do, finances, is a part of it. And one of the things you also stated was, uh, and I wrote, self-analysis, because you have to really take a look, take a walk within to find out why am I spending uh, money on clothes? Why am I spending? Uh, it's really a walk for me, because I had to do that many, many years ago. I bought clothes, 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 but I was in a very unhappy re- uh, marriage uh, relationship. So I bought the clothes to make up to that deficiency that I felt that I wasn't getting. So I had to get clothes, and it was only when I aligned myself with the Heavenly Father that I began to see when I found him and my life was more complete, I lost the whole desire to rack up all these clothes and, and a lot of debt or just actually spending a lot of money at that time on clothes. So I do believe what you just said about starting with looking within because the best of, of we should be living our best lives. That's what I'm trying to say, too. Uh, and not letting financial uh, mismanagement or the lack of finances cause suicide, cause a divorce, cause all kinds of challenges and stress and illnesses. So I really want to thank you for sharing that. But uh, Peggy, what do you believe um, out of all of this has been your most significant accomplishment when you start thinking about the classes and the people that you've worked with uh, from all walks of life? What do you think has been the most significant for you? Each of my workshops are significant because Mm-hmm. I began it by praying, asking God to send the people who are ready, who uh-huh. have teachable hearts, who have had a prayer that they don't know what, they know that it's messed, they're messed up with their finances, but they don't have a clue of how to start. Where do uh-huh. I start? How do I do it? Again, I don't think anybody wants to be in lack. We just don't have the tools a lot of times, and even some of the tools that we have seem over our head. So we want something simple and we want a safe environment in which to learn so that we can open up and ask the questions that we think people may think are stupid, but um, you have to get really get past that. So I would say each of, my, each of my group workshops are so different and so special, and the Lord gives me a word for, and I know who I'm working with in, the, in mm-hmm. that workshop. They're either builders or entrepreneurs and 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 I also do private sessions, and so each of those people that I work with, something mm-hmm. is special each time, and I would say my most, the thing that I get the most out of it is watching them soar afterwards, watching the breakthroughs, um, hearing the testimonies and the emails and things that come back and the phone calls that come back and the things that are posted on social media of how it took them a little bit longer than they thought, but look at what has happened. And when I see them have financial freedom, that's my greatest, um, that's where I get my joy from watching that. That's wonderful. Well, you know, financial management, 
uh, and I'm taking your rule because you've you've taught me a lot, Peggy, too, over the years that it involves creating a budget, uh, managing your debt. And but first of all, I, I'm going to go back to what I heard you say. You, you need to assess your financial situation. Really need to take a look. Uh, then you talked about creating a budget. One of the things that you didn't share, and I'm just going to ask you because it's choosing a bank that is right for you. One of the one of the processes. Choosing a bank. I would that's say right it depends on looking at it long term. What are you mm-hmm. expecting to do? Um, mm-hmm. I, and 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 you can have more than one bank. I mm-hmm. would probably start with a small bank mm-hmm. um, because then you get to know them. If you're mm-hmm. looking in the future that you want to um, get a loan for a house or mm-hmm. start a business, mm-hmm. if you. You're more apt to have that one-on-one um, personal relationship in a small bank because, yes, your money is there, but then they need to know you otherwise. They need to see your face. They need to know you. You need to know them. And in those cases, um, you get favor and are able to get the loans for things in the future. But I also think that it's okay to have um, and utilize a larger bank as well. Now that you are financially fit and you are off on your different trips and things like that, you want a bank that has easy access to be able to draw your money from. Um, The other thing I would say is the same way that you have options and you should always have different streams of income you should always have places where you're putting that money differently and not just mm-hmm. all in one basket mm-hmm. well I really like the idea of that was uh, personal the, and you shared this with me some time ago of the savings and the emergency fundings that was such a help to me so I hope for, for some of my listeners out there that the savings and the emergency are really two different funds and uh, I just share this personally uh, Peggy many years ago uh, I had a young woman I worked with, and when she found out that I didn't even have a Christmas club, remember the old Christmas club savings yes, <laughs> programs? <I do. laughs> and uh, she found out I didn't ha- asked me to have one, and I said, no, I didn't. And she, the horror on her face caused me to check. And that started, and that was in 1969, started me to do a savings, a Christmas savings at $8 a month. And, I, because, and that's how I found out that savings became a habit because I started with a Christmas club savings because this woman just looked at me in such horror that I didn't have a savings account. So I just really want to thank you so much for sharing today because it is possible to change people's attitudes, get them on the right path for financial wellness and financial security. So I just want to thank you so much for sharing and coming again to be on the show today as we close. I hate it. Oh, you're doing such work, great work as a financial consultant. And I want to wish you so much more success in the future as you're working with more and more people. And I want to tell you, if you want to get a hold of Miss Buck, oh, and you need to have her course, Prosperity 101, Peggy, tell them where they can reach you. They can go to the website, which is uh, www.peggybuck.com. We're also on social media at, at P101 um, Workshop, and that's on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And um, I'd like to say also to once, I know it's a hard thing, but if you will tackle it, your life will be different. And once you bring your money into order, no matter how much it is, money will begin to come to you. It will flow to you, and you'll see your life change dramatically. 
I feel like there's some last minute uh, information that you need to share as we begin to close the show, uh, Peggy, about healing your finances. So just give uh, my listeners a last little bit of your nuggets before we close the show. One a statement or two. Well, I'd like to say that um, it doesn't matter what situation that you're in. There's always hope. There's always options. Um, yeah, you can have a lot, but if you don't spend it wisely, you really do have a little. And you can have a little, but you can also kind of break that cycle of not knowing in your family um, by learning more and bringing wealth into your family and making that a new norm. So I guess I'm here to say if I had a lot, lost it all, I've been on either side of it, and God has brought me through it. If he can literally do it for me, and I know he did it for me so that I could tell you, he will totally do it for you. I want to thank you so much for that because life is to be joyfully lived with abundance. And you know, one of the things that you did share too, that with an abundance and with managing your finances and having control of it brings peace. It brings peace in your heart. Even food tastes better <laughs> because you're not stressed. So it brings peace and love. And I want to thank you for listening to the show today. Please share with your friends today's show with my guest, Miss Peggy Buck. You can download the show via iTunes or I have a free app, Dr. Barbara Young, through Google or Apple. And I welcome you to Transformation for Success, Bitly. And again, I'm going to see you next Tuesday. I want you to be encouraged, be excited. I want you to be blessed because we're going to wrap up April with another great guest next week, Miss Nicole Hunter, an incredible woman who was in $100,000 plus in debt due to a sick special needs child. Listen to how she turned her life around with the principles she learned and is using today. So thank you for listening. And Peggy, thank you so much for being on the show today. Girl, keep doing the great work that you're doing. God bless you. And God bless all of you for listening to the show today. Thank you. And this is Dr. Barbara Young signing off. Until next week. We appreciate you joining us for Transformation for Success. Please join your host, Dr. Barbara Young, again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Or join us for our replay every Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have an outstanding week. 